The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Everybody. <laughs> All right, Grandma. There's only two of us again this week. <laughs> I'm Duncan. I'm Alex. We miss you, Jane. We miss Jane so much. She's um she's been in Shy Town. She's got sick kids at the moment, so the duo the duo pod is back. <laughs> no one asked for it. Everyone's getting it. Sorry. To all these men and women. <laughs> really? Really. This is uh, your reality television, real news and whatever else in New Zealand podcast brought to you by Nando's. Had a lovely Nando's meal today. Yeah. I went real hard because it had been three weeks for me mm. and uh, it did not disappoint. Still good? Still got it. I found myself on a Saturday evening was a six-year anniversary, myself and my partner Joe. We were going to go out for a fancy dinner. Guess where we ended up? <laughs> a fancy dinner <laughs> place? Nando St. Luke's. That's... I mean, that's... It's actually... That's the top. It actually, uh, but it actually is lovely. Oh, like, what, yeah. what, what, let's, let's talk about the characteristics of a fancy restaurant. Soft, plush kind of booth. Yeah. Booth seating. Like, f- uh, like a fancy and distinctive interior decor. Mm-hmm. Love uh, a tent of staff. Really great, a great, great drinks menu. Great drinks menu. Um, an option of putting halloumi with whatever the hell you want because it's your, it's your choice, it's your destiny, it's your journey. Posh cutlery. Yep. I mean, we're talking uh, about Nando's. We could, we could be talking about that's, the, that's the grove. It's like the grove with a tablecloth, <laughs> without a tablecloth. There was also um, the the griller who was on on Saturday night, St. Luke's. Joe turned and said to me, aghast, and said. I think that's the most stylish man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and Joe does say that often. I was about to say, <laughs> that, that just feels like a very Joe sentiment. <laughs> but then I looked and he was right. The man was wearing aviators whilst grilling. Because there is no natural light in the grill station. <laughs> There's no natural light. Um, he had dreadlocks. He had a relaxed attitude. And we just big ups to him. Toad. <laughs> when you're wearing aviators. <laughs> It's true. Um, so thank you, Nando's, for supporting us. We've actually got um, we've got some thanks, actually. Puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, this is too slick. We've got some, what is it we got? We've got some thanks to pass on to all the cornies out there who took part in the great Nando's Portuguese roll feedback 4D experience. <laughs> I had it in the 4D. 7D? I don't know. A lot of Ds. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, a bunch of you went out and, and sampled the Portuguese roll and sent back very thorough feedback, and um, they're very grateful for that. There's also a survey which we're going to link to in the Real Pod Corner, which is our private Facebook group. If you're not a part of it already, um, where they're quite keen to get your thoughts about just broader things that you care about as a customer. It's co- I've done the survey. It's cool because it like it tells you a lot about what kind of a company Nando's is because it makes it's like. Here are a bunch of really important things from climate change to looking after your employees to um, the sort of sustainability of your supply chain. Which ones are most important to you? And that's cool, you mm. know? Self-reflection is what that is. Mm. Our hashtag is hashtag RealPod. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash therealpodpod. Instagram is therealpodpod. Guess who follows us on Instagram? Ray. Which means he might listen to the podcast. If so, hello, Ray. Hi, Ray. Sorry about the things. <laughs> Sorry about the things. <laughs> but also, I, I think I'm a, a Ray guy. Yeah. I think, I think I'd be worried if Jono listened. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that he definitely does. <laughs> I've been worried. <laughs> Coming up on the podcast, Elvis is alive and stealing fake vaginas. Sleevey. <laughs> Sleevey Levi. <laughs> I nearly got there. Nearly. Guys, we got a proper doc and everything this time because we we're trying to really do it good. Can we share the, the doc with the corner no. after the... Because it's such a good one. They don't want to see this. Sleevey has a radio show. and my restaurant rules, it's a perfect antidote to maths. But first... Oh, fuck. Fucking hell. Which one is it? Oh. <laughs> machine baby <laughs> <laughs> jane is quaking right now honestly yeah <laughs> um a lot of real news this week I wanted to start off i went to a meet the candidates night in mount albert saw corny herself victoria tupo deliver an incredible address answer questions with with um a plum a plum absolute a plum but more funny things happened in that there was a greyhound <laughs> <laughs> i mean yes Vote, vote, policy. Check out policy. On the do, do check out policy. Go to our homepage, click the link. It's. I did all my voting through policy. Did you? Well, basically, I knew who I wanted to vote for for mayor. And. But everything from there on down, like councillors, local boards, and especially DHBs, mm. just policy, policy told me what to do. It was policy very. Will it, tell you. And it doesn't tell you what to do, it just lets you um, sort your thought. It just let me introduce you to the candidates who share your values. Exactly. You can also get to know them if you go to any of these funny Meet the Candidates events. Well, yeah, which is a bit more <laughs> of a like, proactive. Way of doing it. So what happened? It was very surreal. It was like it was an incredibly sort of tense evening. Everyone felt a bit tightly wound. Um, the MC had been very, uh, very insistent that everyone turn their phones on silent, and you know everyone gets two minutes to talk. It was like timer going and everything like that. Halfway through um, one of the candidate speeches, a greyhound started dry retching. <laughs> <laughs> Can you in give us mi- a bit of a sound? In the middle like- of the room. Well, first it could have been just it could have been a person. Like it was just kind of like. Huh. <laughs> like that, like that, and I mean, Joe looked at each other, and I was like, "What is that?" And then I looked, and just like so there was like a row of us, and just peeking out at the end of the ride, I saw this greyhound with his eyes bulging, going, 
<laughs> and then the guy was like, oh, fuck, trying to get the greyhound out of the room. Such a cacophony midway through this guy's speech. And then the guy's phone started ringing real loud as well. And it was just absolute chaos. It was, a, it was one of the best scenes I've ever been a part of. And the guy who was talking said you should vote for him because he donated blood 136 oh. times, which was also That's good. just too many. Like, how have you got any body left? Well, exactly. It's hey, did you crack up? Did everyone crack up at the cacophony or was it just you? I was crying. Victoria, she clocked it because I messaged her about it later and she said she knows the guy whose dog it was and that it was funny. But it was the, one of the funniest things I have ever seen or heard like it was just perfect all the elements were there <laughs> all the elements were there for a good time vomiting dog i'd looked at simon wilson sort of had a smirk on but didn't crack <laughs> i was dead i was dead i had to leave at <laughs> half time it was too funny but yeah shout out victoria super <laughs> um any more any more personal real news dunk before we move on to the the bulletin <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I've got any personal news. Have but you been hanging your knickers out by the <laughs> by the window because <laughs> you're going to cause some trouble if you're in Hobsonville Point? That is crazy. The story. This like I read this entire story top to bottom. I can't believe that the that this like it's it's, it's too much. I know it's funny, but it's also like fuck this. Mm. So the gripe is that. Hobsonville Point, you know, the, the block, etc. All those... Are they townhouses? They're all townhouses, eh? Uh, there's a lot of townhouses. There are also some former um, army slash navy oh, right. villas, like, which have hosted such famous residents as Jane and Joel. And such famous podcasts as... Oh, yeah. Nascent Real, real pod. pod. Like, Real Baby Pod. Baby Pod. <laughs> Talking about the block. Hadn't, hadn't watched that. <laughs> um, but there's been anger about people hanging up their washing... If you can see it from the road. If you can see any washing from the road, you know, they can they can stop you doing it. If you want to, like, build a little deck, can't do it. Like, you, you, if you want to paint your house like a nice new colour, it better be one of the pre-approved colours. Like, it's so onerous, all these restrictions. I hate it. Have they been to Venice? Well, <laughs> that's a great point. I mean, I'm not sure for what. Well, all the houses are different colours, and there's washing everywhere, and yeah. it's gorgeous. And, and what's happening? What's happening to Venice? Falling into the sea, yeah, isn't it? God, so it's punishing Venice God for the washing. Real mad. But I think, <laughs> I mean, it does seem like, in the context of yonder climate emergency, mm. that you should be allowed to dry your washing outside. That's crazy. Hobsonville Point local quoted as saying, she doesn't like her undies being in public view. <laughs> hanging your bra, <laughs> hanging your bras and panties out. To me, that's just a little, little bit too in your face. <laughs> but but your other stuff's fine. Other stuff's you fine. Could just, I well, guess. then just hang up your inside, your insides inside. <laughs> but out of sight. Job done. Still out of sight. Solved. I did see. I'm actually still a member of the Hobsonville Point community um, community page. From when me and Jane went out there, and I think Ra lost something from his camera <laughs> when we were shooting for the spin-off TV. So I joined the page to try to find it. So I'm still a member, and someone commented being like, is this okay? And it was like a meme photo of just a huge pair of undies. <laughs> like the biggest pair of undies I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> being hung by a window. I was like, love it. <laughs> That's still very got, droll. Still <laughs> Still got a sense of humour out there on the point. <laughs> Elvis lookalike. <laughs> Steals a fake vagina. I can't believe this wasn't on the six o'clock news. It took me three days to see this story. What, what, what do you mean? 
This is a huge story. But how Elvis is how, alive. Yeah, I get it. But how did it take you three days to see it? Because I only check odd stuff right before I do the real pod dog. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> a man un- looking uncannily like Elvis Presley was caught by CCTV footage apparently stealing from an Auckland sex shop. He had a prominent Elvis-esque chin, slicked back hair, sunglasses, and a high-vis vest. All classic Elvis paraphernalia. He was very, this is a quote, he was very energetic and erratic, going around the shop talking a lot. He bought a sex toy called Like a Virgin up to the counter, (laughs) but his card declined, the woman described. Um, And then he picked it up and just ran out of the shop. $100, $100 worth. I mean, that's a lot in this story, though, eh? Shit. There is a lot. There is a lot, um, but apparently he looks like Elvis. If you see anyone, <laughs> you see any Elvis. The thing is, Elvis is quite a. It's not a common look, but it's like there's a lot of Elvis-looking people around. Uh? Yeah, I reckon there's probably more than fifty and less than a hundred in Auckland, in New Zealand. Okay. So the point being that it's one of those things like where there's like when there's like a high-profile person with name um, suppression, and it's like. They're a news presenter aged between 40 and 50. There's so many identifying details, it actually shrinks the pool. Mm. And I feel like all Elvis impersonators and Elvis-looking kind of 50s throwback types, and we wander around going, it's, <laughs> it's fucking not me, <laughs> honestly. Me. I don't need that. I mean, I, I, maybe I do, but I would pay for that shit. You know, look, it's, it's a real rough one to have tagged to you. It is, it is. It also seems like if we get one more, I think we're dealing with an epidemic because a few months ago there was that spate of robberies at Peaches and Cream in Wellington and it was clowns. Clowns were stealing things. Dildos and whatnot. (laughs) Sorry, what? Sorry? Dildos and things. Bum things. (laughs) Bum things? Yeah. Oh, clowns. Don wrote a very funny story about it for the spinoff. But I'm like, this is this is a this is nearly a problem. <laughs> you know? One more and it's a problem. One we more could almost engineer problem. it, eh? We could pay um Gary Brown <laughs> <laughs> to go steal oh something. I should not oh, I should stop mentioning Gary Brown. We should eh? stop mentioning Gary Brown. <laughs> He'd do it though, wouldn't he? Oh, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat <laughs> for like a hundred bucks. Just like to shout out um, at Trivial Tony, who shared the news story saying, but Elvis, won't you be all shook up if it gets stuck on you? <laughs> Burning love, indeed. That's very good. How come that got not... Don't you they got nothing. A, you didn't put a fave on it? They got nothing. Um, no, give me a podcast shout out. I should, I should say Gary Brown, for those of you who don't know, is a, an Austin Powers impersonator who I once hired for the spin-off <laughs> Christmas party and I basically got cancelled along with him because he... Who was PC had not yet gone fully mad <laughs> with old mate Gary Brown. Oh, it was like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely. Well, at least we got a good gaff out of it. It's true. Uh, roast dinners being stolen on Great Barrier Island. Now I heard you doing some investigational journalism about this. Oh, I saw this on um, Seven Sharp because I watch linear TV now, mm. um, and. This they, they they had like a, a video interview with um with the with this chap, made a lovely roast, went for a walk along the beach, came back and someone had just stolen the roast, left the potatoes. Did he like leave it out next to an open window like a pie in a comic? No, oh. no unfortunately. <laughs> but he did leave it next to an open door because apparently no one locks their doors on barrier, <coughs> which makes sense. But it's um yeah he was he was real mad. 
had to have two minute noodles because it's not like you can go takeaways or get Uber Eats or anything on Barrier. It's wild. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, what's your take? Is it a. I'm going to say it was an animal. No. You don't reckon? Well, because the animal has to have opposable thumbs. Like that's no, what but they, not. They, no, they discussed it. This is all that was left. The trays are still there. It's yeah, not but like look they at went this. Like the way that they took some of these, whatever these potato, what are they called? Potatoes la <laughs> <laughs> Like that looks like I've just, I've taken all the pork belly mm. and I'll just have like a, a serve of potatoes. Let me tell you this though. Mm. My dog Patrick, who died recently, rest in peace Pat, love you forever. <laughs> he did a crime. A serious crime on my friend Zoe's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> on her lunch? Like He did a crime regarding her lunch. Okay. Um she left a packed lunch for some reason at my house. Pat went in, there was a pear and vanilla like yogurt, oh. sealed, pottle. Pottle like classic yo play, not like your lid, you peel off. The yogurt was sitting there when we got home. It looked untouched. She peeled it back. All the yogurt was gone, just a tiny cluster of pear at the bottom. So he had somehow, he doesn't have thumbs, peeled off the lid, demolished all the yogurt, but hold the pears, please, <laughs> and left it there. So I'm saying an animal could have done this. They're but evil. I did see a monkey in Bali. This guy was like um, taking a photo of a monkey and he foolishly left his water bottle unattended. Mm. And the monkey like ran, grabbed it, bit the bottom of it and then just drank like <laughs> threw it out of the water as it came pissing out of the hole That's and this this monkey would have been probably 300 years old he was like so gnarled and like muscly as hell and when the guy came closer because it was before the whole puncturing thing happened and he just bared these just <laughs> mega fangs so yeah i think probably a monkey a monkey um when i was in malaysia stole my bag of chips ran up a tree opened the bag of chips and tipped them on my head <laughs> <laughs> right on my head. How do you have so many of these stories? <laughs> it was the funniest. I was crippled by it. But it's fucked. Like, the <laughs> chips are so good. Chips are so good. I mean, I think you might have ate some of them, but it was mostly just like this proper, like, Planet of the Apes. The humans must <laughs> die or be just, just a little bit embarrassed yeah. <laughs> yeah. for a while. But yeah. Return the roast. No. It's gone. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty yuck by now. It's like a week old. Mm. What else is new? Oh, the maths universe. This is my own story. <laughs> Love that. Get, get those quotes. <laughs> um, I, went, I went a bit mad this week, just kind of lying wide awake. You, how many days in a row have you worked now? <laughs> That's not a number. <laughs> That's just a noise. 11 is the answer. Um, just thinking a lot about all the connections in that, that begin and end with the maths universe. I mean, it, it can, as people have helpfully pointed out, <laughs> it is it can be done with anything in New Zealand because we are a small country. But yeah. it's weird. There is something going on. And I have updates to make. I basically started with James and Carmen's wedding with Ling and Zing and managed to go through basically the entire of what feels like New Zealand celebrity. Celebrities who matter, at least. Well, just reality culture, right? Like, it, 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 it <coughs> zooms through them. And, it, and I think you make a compelling case. I, I thought it would just be a bit thin, but um, right. no, it's thick. There's also something to add. For for example, Mike Puru on The Bachelor. No, hold on. Oh, see, I've lost it already. Mike Puru, who now hosts a show on the hits with Stacey Morrison, 
he replaced Flinny, who was the celebrant. That's true. That's full circle. That's full circle. Celebrant at Thing and Things. Yes. No, no, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. following you. And that's the tea. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I've got. That's but also crazy. That Jono used to live with Simone Anderson, famous influencer, whose partner Trent is Erin Simpson's cousin. But I thought that might be too creepy to put in. Because <laughs> poor Trent doesn't, you know, he didn't ask for it. He's just an innocent. Yeah, Everyone but it's just, it's a classic. I feel like you couldn't do that with any other country. No. And I love it. I absolutely love it. The also, Stacey Morrison connection. Th- that's an amazing one. But um, I, I don't love that. But yeah, stay vigilant out there, really. <laughs> <laughs> As the ghost. Did you see this next story on Seven Sharp? Your no. new favourite programme? Brett and Angel, if you've been following along on Instagram, it's maybe the best Instagram Insta story content I've seen in a while. Brett has cleared out their entire lounge and built a huge grandstand in it for the Rugby World Cup. Like stacks, staggered stacks of couches. He's put in some old, maybe like comfy from like, grandstand. Comfy, comfy grandstand. It's <laughs> crazy. like a new reality TV show. Eh? <laughs> TVNZ on demand, twenty twenty slate. And they bloody got on Seven Sharp for it. Angels there, Cashew, of course. Cashew, it's just nice ca- to see them. Cashew. Cashew. Is that the doggy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so it just it made me feel nostalgic. Yeah. For well, Brett and Angel. And also like before mass. <laughs> The we game, like, Norwegian bad. black metal vibe. But it is a really wonderful... Um, Brett seems to be continuously updating the grandstand, so you're not too late to get involved via Angel's Insta story. She's um, she's chronicling all is, of it. Is they got, like, a very funny. big... What is it, like a barn or something? What's no, no, it's just in the lounge. But how big is the lounge? It looks big, but it doesn't look huge. Like, they had to take the doors off. Brett weirdly, like, went crazy and brought the fridge into the lounge. And Angel the whole time just lying on the couch filming it all and, like, quoting Brett at length. And Brett's just losing it. Like, it's really good. It's really good content. It's so good to see them again. Oh, good on them. And good on Seven Sharp for picking up on um, yeah big social media story. It's just passionate. Uh, big Brother Australia's coming back. Mm. Which is exciting news, because I read there's a little end bit that was, like, they're also looking at smaller territories and having some interesting conversations and i did wonder they will because big brother feels like a real internet like saturation internet like peak internet show it would be hell bigger Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if you could just just you know like wayne is going to watch a lot of big brother new zealand he is shout out wayne um that's freaking great it's also kind like of a clean slate like you know it doesn't come with the baggage of love island i'm sure big brother got bad but it's long enough away it's enough. really flung <laughs> yeah. it's long away enough <laughs> that i don't remember <laughs> sarah um, marie the bum dance i i, I must confess to have never watched uh, i'm real like limited like if it hasn't been to new zealand <laughs> i've not watched it it was in new zealand oh what? you mean if it hasn't been made in new zealand yeah yeah oh. i i only start watching things when there's a new zealand version mm. but yeah i mean i i really hope that's something that mediaworks tvnc are looking at I feel like MediaWorks is just like you couldn't. It, lo- it looks expensive, and if you're going to do anything, you just got to do Love Island. Mm. Um, let's talk about Sleevey. Sleevey's. <laughs> Have we talked about this? Sleevey's got a radio show. Have We've, we? No, no, we found uh, we that out this week. He did announce it though, but it, I didn't know where it was actually, um, where his radio show was broadcasting. 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. It sounds big. Is it big? 
Well, I, mean, I don't know. It's sponsored by Almond Breeze. Almond Make Breeze. Make that what you Whenever will. Whenever I see Almond Breeze, <laughs> I f- it feels like it's like a laxative or something. Like it's got this um, real oldie... <laughs> Or, 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 or like like a like a something to make your toilet smell less bad. <laughs> like just give it one touch, and you know what? There's something about the what name. Do you, mean? you know, like the breeze part is the, the breeze thing. is the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I I admit I bought almond breeze this week. Did, can you for buy my it? smoothies? Yeah, of course you can buy it. You don't only. It's not only exclusively a sponsor of Samuel oh, Levi. You had to go to his house. <laughs> I'm sure he's got a lot. I won't doubt it. But um. They do a good vanilla for, for the old smoothies. Because I put too much spinach in my smoothies and I always need a sweetener to balance it out. Oh, I'm starting to sound like her, aren't I? I'm but this is amazing. Look this at is this, incredible. This picture of There's him proper is so PR great. shots and everything. Are it's they? Levi on the radio. Can I mean, you just hit play? Let's see what happens. No, it's just going to play live. I, I don't want to listen to Dave Cathy, Midday Magic. I can imagine Slevi playing the, f- the flute <laughs> on this. Well, that is exciting. So, you know, even though we are not in the same country as Samuel Levi anymore, you can still hear his radio show on his now, blog <laughs> somehow. It's the sad thing is it just sucks that he has to pay to play. I think he... <coughs> what do you mean? Like the, didn't you see that revelation? Pay to play. Like he has to pay $150 per show. Oh, where did you see that? Uh, the Cornies found it. Oh my God, that's not how things work. Well, it is on the sounds of the bass. <laughs> but look, and, but he, to be fair, he front foots that. He says, look, everyone has yeah. to get their foot in the door, which is 100% true. Mm. I love this podcast. Um, like it's, you know, you just need reps with radio. You just got to do it over and over mm. again. So good, mm. good luck to Sleevey. Power to him. Unfortunately, it does mean we've got pause on his book. Yeah. Because of the radio show, so... Swings and roundabouts, really. <laughs> and that's the end of the real news. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to... Wow. I'm just trying... <laughs> I'm just trying to find the stings. Don't look at me. What are we up to? Oh, God. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Reality check. Oh, shit. I just water everywhere. What a week. Water all over my chin. Do you want to start with maths or do you want to start with um, yeah, let, my restaurant rules? No, let's start with maths, get it over with, and then get into the good stuff. I just want to. Content warning, we're going to talk about my restaurant rules in about 15 to 20 minutes time. If you haven't watched it, you w- should go watch it. Watch it. We're going to, we're going to, I think we're just going to do the whole season, right? Because it's, yeah. it seems it's so really, good. really good. It's and, so good. And it's on the same, two of the same nights as maths. And after watching maths, you know how you feel a bit like, <laughs> you you want to watch like a feel good show, which has still got some edge, still got some like oh, real oh, yeah. intense <laughs> moments, but it's just overall, it's just it, it, it's such a good thing to watch after mass. Yeah, so let's go to the bad place first. Um, the huge beginning with Ray and Jono's huge fight. What what did Jono find in his room again? <laughs> a gay, a literal gay man, a gay man, Tina. A, a literal, literal gay, gay man, man. Tina. 
Do you understand? <laughs> so he woke up Ray. Man, Ray was in a state. Ray was Ray like... Ray was absolutely <laughs> fucked. But have you ever seen as much utterly out of your mind fucked people on TV <laughs> as this season of maths? Literally only on Police 10-7. <laughs> yeah, he was Police 10-7 fucked, like, which is the ultimate. Mm. You know, the next, next stop's the morgue. So Jono was kind of throwing open the blinds and saying, get up, Ray. It was so intense. God, it was intense. And Ray couldn't even really open his eyes. He couldn't talk? Like They, they were subtitling him. I'm like, what? Have you got like an interpreter? Because he is grunting. <laughs> yeah. And then like, the subtitle be like, good day to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they basically had a huge fight about what had happened, which was, you know, as we've mentioned, the literal gay man uh, was standing at let, let, let's room. explain it. So basically... There's two, yeah. Four, this Jono's is, told it about four different ways. But. I'll go with Jono's, Jono's version of events. He's okay. sleeping... Ray goes out drinking. Yeah. Um, which he says happens all the time. Ray says happens not, not all that often. Jono's having a nice sleep. 4.30am, quite late. Mm-hmm. A literal gay man <laughs> arrives in his room and apparently caresses his feet. Oh, okay. I it's think that that was one of the versions of One advanced. of the details, yeah. Or, or like <laughs> taps his feet right. through the covers as I sort of wake up and t- tells Jono that Ray has been mm. out like getting with, what was the what was the precise, fra- precise phraseology? Hooking up, I think. Hooking up, Hooking with, up with different men in gay bars, literal gay bars. <laughs> and, um, and then the literal gay man <laughs> literally leaves. <laughs> yeah. And Jono's then, literally mad. So we're dropped into the aftermath. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I'm assuming, like eight, nine kind of vibes. Yeah. So Jono's seethe, been seething for a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. Wakes up Ray. Ray is kind of, once he kind of comes to... He's groggy, man. <laughs> he's, he's groggy, but he's like chuckling, which doesn't make things better for Jono, but I think was an instant tell that I think there's two things going on here okay, he so maintains that the g- give us ray's version of events so oh, the other important thing is that Jono is accusing ray of bringing this man home this literal gay man. yeah yeah the literal gay man was brought home by ray um and, and he considers it cheating or that well, he had been cheating on him that I, night. Th- I think that the the ch- uh, my <coughs> sense is from from Jono, and it's crazy to not have this precisely <laughs> laid down given how much screen time it has been devoted to it but my sense was that John, I didn't necessarily think that the cheating had happened with this man, but that cheating had Previous happened right, um, yes. yeah. on the night. Yeah. So, what, but what, is Ray, what does Ray say happened? So, Ray says, I was bloody drunk. He's still bloody drunk when he says this. He had to be brought home by somebody. It's a duty of care. Not in a sexy way, in a, like, he is gonna <laughs> choke on his own vomit yeah yeah and, and like didn't know where he was like we've all yeah. been there yeah um and <laughs> ray so and he's so. friends with this, this that's the, thing. the literal so gay man jo- is a friend Jono claims he's a complete stranger that ray met that night or an acquaintance mm-hmm. like that's where the sort of these guys hooked up thing came from Jono says ray says this guy was at my wedding he's a very good friend he took me home the way a good friend does when there's been a couple too many. Couple too, too many. many. And that he made a funny joke. Yeah. Saying, I brought him home. He's been hooking up with all these people. Ha, ha, Which, ha. Ray's an earthy guy. It's a bad joke, but it's a kind of bad joke that you think is crazy funny at 4.30 in the morning when you're absolutely out of your mind. Totally. And you want to throw yeah. your friend under the bus because you've had to do annoying. this annoying thing. Yeah. 
I have to buy. I buy Ray's version of events. Also, because he doesn't look guilty, Denver. He looks no. like oh fuck's sake. Exactly. If it, like if, if you wake up, I mean, look, we all know what bloody bloody anxiety looks and feels like. If you've done something bad, the anxiety. Night- <laughs> yeah. Is that like a phrase? Yeah. That oh. is so useful. Anxiety, yeah. yeah. It's like up there with hangry. <laughs> That's bloody good. But if you have done something bad, yeah. or you suspect that something bad has happened because mm. you've been drunk, you know what that feels and looks like and how you perform in that moment. And Ray, to me, unless he is, you know, different to what we've led to believe, I find Ray, as a mess um, of a man that he is, to be like incredibly authentic. Totally or at least appear to be authentic. Um, I don't think he's capable of that level of performance because he just has this kind of, oh, I guess I'm like fucked now because this all happened on TV and Jono is who Jono is and this is basically the end of it. Mm. But he doesn't have any of the sort of dreads and even the fact of being able to go out that night, you know, like Mm. if he'd done what he's alleged to have done, um, I just, I don't see it. But by the same token, I totally understand why Jono had the read that he did. You know? Like, it's the thing. It's kind of like, I think I believe Ray, but that I understand why Jono reacted. Jono reacted rationally. And why he found it very difficult to see another way or let it go. Because I imagine he has been worn completely down by Ray's choices and going out all the time and undermining the experiment, which I believe is all true. Mm. Um, So I just think, again, it's that thing of like, they're just not on the same planet and it's unfortunate because I think I wa- I had to re-watch their wedding to get some screenshots and I was like shit this was the one like it mm, really was mm. when you look at it Jono's like does like a chicken dance around the venue like when Ray comes out he's so happy well and, and also they, they, but they they had that slightly off thing which should make a good relationship because you're you feel like you mat- you you kind of match each other's absences or weakness you know not necessarily mm. weaknesses but but voids you know and and it felt like they could help one another grow and blah, blah blah all that stuff but something something real bad happened and also so anyway we this thing basically dominated the week right like the the, the cascading um sort yeah. of second order consequences of it were just everywhere it set up this whole feud between um Carmen and Vicky mm. and Jono and mm-hmm. it just it's just in the air in a way that's pretty, yeah. pretty rough. So it's perfect time for a boys and girls night to split them up and get them talking about each other. Yep. <laughs> um, first thing I wrote here was that Christopher ordered a Virgin Mary. It's just a little joke. Never misses an opportunity for a little joke. <laughs> and never a funny joke. Never, never a funny joke. Not really a joke, just a word, just a word. Yeah. <laughs> and just a... Makaidi eyes. My dad made the great observation that he looks like Makaidi's dad. Wow. Think of that. Imagine that. If only. Wow. That would have been great for my my piece, actually. <laughs> if, only it, if only it were true. Um, it kicked off with uh, James demanding that everyone scull a drink, <laughs> as is his <laughs> warm. Shots and see you at the bottom. Yeah. And really reluctant participants forced into it. Yeah. I mean, like, a consensual game of see you at the bottom or, or shots is nice, but I, the cajoling on TV, I just think they're going to get in trouble for that. Yeah, I think so too. 
It's too much. It is. It's too much. Stefan was in there, of course. <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> so easily swayed. Yeah. He needs to back himself. Um, and that was where we heard the stories come out. Jono told um, the girls his version. Ray told the boys. And it came out that they were clearly on two different... They had lived two different existences, <laughs> basically. I did wonder, though, because I could see how crazy it was all that reactions were making Jono. I wonder if um, it had been a heterosexual couple, you know, would it have been received differently? Because I think John was really upset because he felt like people weren't necessarily latching on and taking it as seriously. Yeah. If John was a woman, you know, and it had been a man out all night who brought who was brought home by another woman, you know, I don't know. I just I thought it was like an interesting thought. Yeah, but totally. it could also be that maybe they just know they know John and Ray, and obviously some people had heard Ray's side of the story before. They heard Jono's. I think that really matters. And also just who do you like? Yeah. Comes down to it. Like, do you like Ray? Mm. And and Carmen and James already have that relationship with him. Therefore they're they're definitely inclined to take his side almost irrespective. Mm. And especially with this is almost like a perfect storm, right? Because Jono has every right to be upset, but I believe Ray. Like you can hold both those thoughts. It's the most natural conclusion. Yeah. And so both of them are going to feel wounded and whoever's in the tank for either is going to be, you know, properly upset on their behalf mm. and there's no resolving it. Mm. Great show. Great show. <laughs> and Carmen made the mad suggestion that maybe they should talk about it. I know, that bitch. That absolute conniving, stirring witch. Why would she do that? <laughs> Why would she suggest something so mature and obvious? <laughs> How of course, John, I was going to scream at her. And like, storm <laughs> down the hall and... <laughs> Yeah. They're just all so drunk. That's the thing. That's the thing. It all makes sense once you realise they're like at least three or four in. No. More? Way more. Do you reckon? I reckon they're like <laughs> six, eight. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Tina's nodding. Just because it's like, it's the irrationality and the <clears throat> sort of talking past one another. Like it's not a few drinks where you're sort of stirred. It's like you're actually mm. having difficulty receiving and transmitting. Yeah. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Not that I know any of this stuff. <laughs> and there was on the bo- on the boys' night, once they kind of got through Ray's stuff, Jimmy just went all in on Christopher in a really bizarre way. It was just trying to start a fight. Christopher J- J- was Jimmy not had a bad week. He did have a bad week. He did have a bad week. Christ- he kept saying that Christopher was being so PC, you know, kind of, Christopher was just trying to de-escalate the situation because yeah. he could see, as we can all see, that look he in Jimmy's eye. He was being attacked, eye. yeah. Yeah. Um, and he kept saying that, yeah, he was being PC and being weak. And I was just like, I don't know. You but don't again. Yeah, <laughs> what? I just think that he was quite <laughs> slow. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the other thing with Jimmy is, like, he's had a great time, but they're all just bored <laughs> yeah. and drunk. Yeah. And they he so Jimmy is like, wants some action like like they're just stuck in these apartments what it, what, what it feels like it's f- fucking crazy how many times you've seen them just go for the same shit walk around under the <laughs> motorway underpass in victoria park because yeah. they're just like we've got to crank some scenes out you know we've yeah. got 10 minutes with this camera today <laughs> and it's like quite quite it would just be real boring and then you're like okay, here's like a thing and then you get out there raise under the worst kind of upturned glass mm-hmm. christopher's not drinking um, old mate t- t- Jordan is sort of like I'm staying out yeah. of it and it's like so 
I'm Jimmy. I'm out for my good time. And freaking Stefan is my only like wingman. It's just like a bloody Stephen. not that. And it's the thing. It's like you look at Australian maps, all these big personalities, like a thousand of them. Yeah, They're yeah. real kind of charismatic and crazy and testosterone. Yeah. And it's just you can't watch it and not compare the, these two sort of group dynamics and go this. Also, which bars are they in? <laughs> yeah. Those aren't bars. Yeah. That's an apartment that's been dressed up in a private room <laughs> and you've got some fake other people sounds in there. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It. I didn't even notice that, oh, but that was Nikki, good. Nikki clocked it, but it's really crazy when Nikki. you watch it. I did notice that there was like they were sitting in some kind of lounge and there was some woman, like some sort of staffer. <laughs> like just a fake <laughs> a, person walking past? A staffer next to this little kind of desk that had just like a couple of bottles of liquor on it. I know, and, I and like, there's like a, a Fisher and Paykel domestic <laughs> fridge behind them. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> They don't have time. They don't have money. Yeah. Oh, look, and I, we can relate. We can, yeah. Know that feel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what else happened? Car- yeah, Carmen. Jono interpreted Carmen saying, you need to talk to each other because I've heard something else as Carmen taking Ray's side. Got very upset. Uh, Vicky tried to step in. Everyone got upset. It, it was, was awful. It was very upsetting. It was really awful. And then it kind of ended with Christopher saying that Rose was there for the wrong reasons and just went on maths to get famous. Um which would come back in the next episode. <laughs> she would find out about it, and it would all fall apart, uh, and that, sadly, it, for those two. Well, and happily for us, because it was not fun to watch them. I mean, it was at times. They did up their pant game. Those pants. Oh, my God, those pants. <laughs> those were closer pants. <laughs> yeah. Huge. You're leaving it all on the floor. <laughs> like hot gold lame <laughs> and, like, a pair of curtains. <laughs> And crisp as high top chucks. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and the t-shirt. Don't forget the t-shirt. Two wrongs. Two wrongs. Don't <laughs> make a right. He really, it's a statement T, statement pants. Yeah. Uh, just an utterly unmemorable pair. I mean, I'll remember them, but. Yeah. You know, it's... imagine how far, okay, if you're casting Australian maths and those two applications come in, do you think they're top 500? I think Rose might be. Really? Because like of, of Kelvin. Because of Kelvin. But Kelvin doesn't even feature. And yeah. Christopher is, he's a, like an odd ball. But seriously, like the, 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 the talent level, the compatibility, like Chris didn't even stop working. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just got to nip down. He really didn't. <laughs> just just four hour days. <laughs> no big deal. And I think she's falling in love. She told Jordan. That's actually becoming a, quite a sweet relationship. It is, but it hit a weird speed bump because she thought he didn't say it back or he didn't say it back in the right way. He didn't say it back in the right way. That's why she thinks that. But what did he say? Didn't he? he Wasn't said, he like, I'm feeling the same. Yeah. Well, no, you've got to say the thing. <laughs> I'm feeling the same. <laughs> it's like the uh, the Crown, apo- the, the British High Commissioner's apology <laughs> to um, the, uh, you know, the, you know, like, like you could just go, you've got to say the words. Right, but also she didn't say love. She just said, I'm falling for you, which I think is different. I know, that's like an intermediate stage. It's like a seven. What do you think, Tina? What's the question? Where does I'm f- f- between I quite like you and I'm in love with you, where does I'm falling for you sit if, if, um, on a one to ten scale? I'd say maybe like six and a half. Mm. But it's still something, right? Yeah, it's, it's moving. 
some yeah, places. It's, it's motion, and mm-hmm. it's closer to the big one than the little one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but I think you have to say I, I think you say I feel the same <laughs> way as like I'm within plus or minus three on the margin <laughs> of error of your it's statement. Just Jordan. He's from Foxton. The Foxtown. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. What is that about? Me neither. Anyway. It's just on Slack. The dinner party. Poor Vicky rocking oh. up to the dinner party. Oh, Burst into tears a... as soon as she arrived and turned her back to the camera and then had to go low. And then Rose followed her. <laughs> For some <laughs> toilet door filming. <laughs> low chat. <laughs> Classic maths <laughs> staple. <laughs> Love to stare at those low doors for most of my life. <laughs> I also really don't like the way that Vicky, I mean, that Jimmy has started calling her Victoria because she's I in know, trouble. I know, I know. It's, it's so parental oh. or, or fraternal. It's got some bloody thing. Yeah. And when they arrived, he was like, hello, Victoria. And didn't, didn't I hug didn't her. No hug. Yeah. Calm, he, calm and iced it completely. Went straight to the bar. Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy, bad Jimmy is real bad, and good Jimmy is real good. Yeah, and yeah. John, I also didn't hug, didn't hug Jimmy either. So it was just all, it was all horrible. Freaking tense. I yeah. did like when Jimmy like managed to get close to. Oh yeah. So the big thing that was after that boys and girls night, Carmen came home really upset, crying. It sounds like Jimmy blew off the handle and stormed Vicky's room and was shouting at her. But okay, so some weird thing happened with space and time during <laughs> that period because there was like. Jimmy making breakfast, Jimmy and, and and then some kind of confrontation, and then Jimmy and Carmen in bed. And like, was there a spare day? Was mm. he doing a drunk fry up? Because he had a beer. Did you notice that? Uh. And like, was that, like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if the confrontation happened that night after the boys and girls nights or the following night. Mm. This, it's just like this. I think it happened that night because they would have shot it if he had done it in but day. I don't think they're shooting very much <laughs> at all. You know, even by just pick Matthew up shots Johnson. of just people lounging around mostly. Um, and his apology was, "I apologise if you felt like you were under I the know. pump." <laughs> it was a real ropey apology for something that sounded like it really required a proper one. Yeah, because she seemed properly quite shaken, and I don't. Yeah, think I, I feel t- t- terrible for Vicky. Yeah, yeah, same. I yeah, I think she's been really stitched up, completely stitched up by the show and. Yeah. She's lovely. I did also come up with a, co- a couch therapist. What are those people called? Expert theory. Mm-hmm. Remember that Vicky and Jimmy had a thing. Yeah. So it's in both Carmen and Jimmy's best interest to distance them from Vicky as much as they can. Carmen will be like, I don't want to think about that. That's weird. Like, mm-hmm. get away from me. Jimmy's going to want to make it clear every point that he can that v- Vicky's nothing to him. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going harder on her in this situation because of that. Agree. But then why did he ask her what her favorite sex position was real pointedly in a way that was kind of felt mean and bullying again? Because he's still trying to... But he's trying d- to. But if you don't want your partner to think about the fact that you'd done sex on her, with her, yeah. like, <laughs> then um, <laughs> you don't ask that question, you know, because it felt pointed. It did, yeah, true. that's true. I just thought it was just anything to make her feel... Small, Which that, is, but that was real rough. That one, it was awful. Again, I was like, Is this allowed? It was really, it was quite funny when Stefan just blurted out. <laughs> like every- that was so two lesbians, sisters. Yeah, I'm just watching, yeah. <laughs> 
everyone else dodged it or said something sweet or Reverse coy. You've had two weeks of this, your Max relationship. How is that, you know, the first rodeo? <laughs> oh, oh, Stefan. He shouldn't be on this program. But I'm glad that he is. I also love that picture you found of him when he was a child. Oh, yeah, kind of young Stefan. Um, cutie, cutie pie. He was a cutie. Something um, happened. Unfortunately, he also got swept into the, the toxic. Oh. Ray and Jimmy um, managed to coerce what I consider to be like a making a murder a false confession out of him. Totally. <laughs> totally. Like, they got they were waiting for a moment to pounce as the experts were observing, which I was like, at least I feel like the experts have kind of stepped up this season. Yeah, they're, like, they're, but also like the game has stepped down, so it sort that's of true. meets in the middle. I did like her pastel blue suit, though. Oh my god, she's great. dressing very well this it was season. Great. Um, she wears it a lot. Obviously, not a lot of wardrobe budget, but it's a great suit. <laughs> Somehow they went. Stefan, who we have seen, blurt out "I love you." Um, oh, oh, <laughs> to then saying, "If she left tomorrow, I wouldn't care." Which, of course, is going to come back and bite him the next night at the commitment ceremony because, of course, Vicky was going to find all of this out and saying that she wasn't genuine, he doesn't think she's genuine, not here for the right and reasons. It, and it's just because, like, Jimmy's doing some schoolyard alpha dog bullying on Stefan and he's just, like, hopeless and doesn't know how to deal with it. So he's basically, J- Jimmy can say, hey, Stefan, mate, would you mind saying this stink thing about your partner that you don't mean? He's like, oh, oh yeah, Jimmy, well, if we can be friends. Yeah. And then he says it and it's like, oh, that's shit, man. Yeah. Because he doesn't mean any of that at all. He's real into Vicky and he's just trying to be a person. He's actually one of the few nice, genuine people on the show, like unambiguously, even though he's a bit of a like dork, mm. but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that came back the next night at the commitment ceremony uh, when he... <laughs> Let's just, because I think before that, Anna had told Vicky that um, it had happened. Because Anna was there to witness that conversation as well. And she said, I just want you to know. Only yeah. because I love you, I'm telling you this delicious, and, and juicy pr- piece pr- of gossip. Producer told and just me because the cameras are here, I just thought I'd say <laughs> it right now. They'll release more nudes <laughs> if I don't do it. Um, she, t- she told Vicky what happened. And so they went into the commitment ceremony. The experts asked Stefan, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say last night? And he chose to lead <laughs> with, oh, I just said that if she left, I wouldn't really care. <laughs> of all the things he could have eased in with. I know. Oh, he's just, just, not, he could have told. just not good. But Vicky was just distraught, as you would be, and confused. And, and just totally blindsided, yep. like in a way that hasn't really happened this season. Um. Can I say one thing, though, about the commitment ceremony? At least they finally staged it properly. Mm. Like, it looks like a proper Australian one now, true. whereas before it just looked like there was three couches in a large empty room. Yeah, that's true. So that's, that's true. real huge Yeah. in terms of making that episode land. Because when you saw Anna, um, when Anna tried to leave at one stage, you are kind of like, oh, there's, like, actually room to, like, walk a little bit. And yeah. there's a wall and everything. Well, and there's stuff. There's some, yeah. like, flowers on that. There is stuff. <laughs> it's good on you. Let's get rid of um, the Fs. But somehow, still stay, stay for Vicky and Stefan. They're both for a stay. Well, I could see that, though, because Vicky didn't know the information and Stefan was actually in love with Vicky. Yeah, so. he's just saying things. It's just saying words. like. But no one else, there were no leaves, right? Oh, oh no, no. Yeah. Jono was leave and Ray was stay. Stay, Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Anna and Jordan. Anna kind of did a weird little kind of fake out, like she might write leave. 
because Jordan's love, response had been adequate. Yeah. Also, it looked like she was wearing nurses' scrubs. Did you notice oh, that? Oh, extremely. Yeah. It was like, yes, you can go on Shorten <laughs> Street after this. I was thinking that. I said to Giles, like, she's got a classic Shorten Street 100%. look. Yeah. Like Bella. Yeah. Slash. You know, like if you mushle them together, it's Anna's face. Yeah, I think. Yeah, in a face swap kind of a way. Uh, have we talked? But it was like sexy. It, we it was out last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry, I'm still reeling. A corny did that. Um, aged them up like you asked. By the I way, I know. In the corner, yeah. yeah Sarah Black. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, Sarah Black. Uh, former designer of uh, Real Groove. Oh magazine, my god! Oh, the there you go. And uh, like uh, also designer for Groove Guide when Carrie Anna did it and Leonie did it. Oh my god! Yeah, Sarah Black's a celebrity. I need to do another map. <laughs> um, Rose and Christopher, leave, leave. Crazy pants. Disaster. <laughs> Thank God. But at least they went out with some crazy pants. <laughs> and a novelty tee. <laughs> Jimmy and Carmen seem fine. Still stay, stay. I will, yeah. They're great. They're great. They are great. Even when they're bad, they're sort of yeah. bad together. Much better together. You know? I feel like Carmen needs to stay around Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... And Ray and Jono was, Jono was ready to go, wrote leave. Ray wants one more chance, wants him to see him in his home environment in Christchurch, thinks he has more to give. I kind of believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Ray doesn't want to let Jono go on the, I think you're a cheating dirtbag note. Mm. And that's totally fair. Yeah. Ugh, what but it? exciting, next week, they have coffee at Crave. What? Jono's like, let me show you my hometown, <laughs> Crave. Crave. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Exciting, eh? They, they we could have seen they, them. They were on our block. They were on our block. Um, can I say, though, this season of maths, it's it's rating really badly, and I'm like actively finding it a bummer to watch. Like I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it on some level, but it's bumming me out. Because it's not like there's no... It's just all mean and bad. And I just, I don't know what you can do about that. There's no um, comedy couple. Yeah. There's no, I mean, Carmen and Jimmy are the the shining light, but there's that streak of darkness there, which is always ready to. I think maybe Rose and Christopher, they thought would be Mm. funny, like like a little bit of oil and water, but basically um, Rose hated him from the moment she saw him. Yeah. It's like. Go away, Dad. Yeah. But the good news is you can wash it down with My Restaurant Rules New Zealand <laughs> on TV2. Which is a format, by the way. Is I thought it was just like a made-up home made brand up version. Well. No, I, I've been looking into it for this review that I've sort of written a paragraph of, but will be out probably on Sunday. Um, it was like a, it's an Australian reality show from 2004 with a totally different vibe. Like basically you did yeah. a startup restaurant right. from scratch, like five. And I was like, why do you even need the format? But it might be... I don't even know, to be honest. But either way, the New Zealand version is fun. Yeah, it's really, really, really good. I laughed heartily. Like so much. The cast thing is exquisite. The most amazing cross-section of New Zealanders you would never see. No. Anywhere else. So the reality TV (laughs) features. Especially bloody the first emo on television. In New Zealand. I, this is what I think it is. In 2019. Unless, like, you sort of say that, like... like sleeve, I mean, who's Scotty Rocker? Yeah, but what was he... Was he on a reality show? Scotty Rocker was on a... Something? He oh, was then, on Trish then, then he's 100% an emo. Yeah. But this guy... Well, it's Daniel. Kind of, it's a second wave emo, then. Second it, wave emo. Even though he was, no doubt, a first wave. Because he must be... 
He's got an 11 year old child. Mm. So he's got to be 30 ish minimum. Yeah. Look, yeah. vibes 32, 33. In some senses. <laughs> so he's got like a, what's this middle lip piercing called? I don't know. It, it would be better if he had snake bites for sure. Because Joe was like, he's a raver. He's not an emo. No way, Joe. Well, I, yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. His, his hair in episode one. We're talking about Daniel That's from Cutty Cutty, by the way, who's married from to Julia. Uh, Ju- oh, Julia. Ju- Julia. Julia. <laughs> Julia. Julia. <laughs> and, and what's his restaurant called? It's in Central Cutty Park. Cutty. Central Park. On like a funny little strip mall thing. But it's actually Amazing. a real classy strip mall. What's it where? Sushi. There's um, an Indian restaurant next door, but it's just like nice decor. Like I think it's it's a relatively new new build. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is a strip mall as such. I just love seeing all these cutie little places. Should we, should we explain the format? The format is how many teams are there? There's five. Five teams from all across New Zealand, duos who run their own restaurants. Littleton, Nelson, Birkenhead, Katikati, and yes. Yeah, so there's only one Auckland restaurant, and it's Birkenhead, so... Moxie. It's, it's Moxie. Moxie. <laughs> so, so basically, they, they all take turns hosting all of the other diners, plus two judges. Who are great. Uh, someone, Fassel Fass- Bender. Fassbender. <laughs> um, Colin Fassnage. Colin Fassnage, who's like got this weird accent it's like half irish half cockney half scottish <laughs> but i think he's irish and uh sue chetwin no not sue chetwin um, judith tabron <laughs> sue chetwin is the former editor of sunday star times <laughs> just weird just know anything yeah, yeah but she's also say friends with my mum like judith tabron oh. <laughs> so judith tabron i've known for 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 a little while she's the more former proprietor of soul um and she I, I was like, I concerned. It's like, you know, someone you know, and it's the first time they're on a show. They're both really good, the judges. They're both great. And, um, but they, the judges aren't like the center of it. Like, they're just sort of other participants in a way. Mm. Because mm-hmm. all, it's sort of all experts, and they're all judging one another. The judges have more power. They have like 40% of the, no, 60% yeah. of the um, vote. But it's basically they eat a three-course meal, at each one of those restaurants. And then I think at the end of it, there must be some sort of final or elim- elimination round. They haven't quite explained the format, no. but I don't really mind. Well, it's following my kitchen rules format at the moment. I wonder if they move into a independent kitchen or something and take them out of it. I don't know. But it's so great seeing the insides of the restaurant, seeing them freak out in the kitchen. It's interesting as well that they appear to order from their actual menu. They get a text when they're on the way to the place, the other contestants. They don't know where they're going, and they get to look at, like, a PDF. But I don't think they get to order anything they want. That's what, that's <laughs> what Nakia was saying. Like, they, they basically seem to have, like, you, you can choose one of three dishes. I mean, and it's because, and this is, like, total gimmick, but it's quite good for, it's really good for the, the TV product, that... Um, you the it's front of house and chef and four out of the five chefs are like amazing male geniuses and yeah. four out of the five front of houses are you know w- women who are supporting <laughs> the, these these creative yeah, combustible yeah. geniuses. It's true. Who's the final? Oh, the Italian. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, Italian, yeah. which I thought was going to be that way as well, but yeah. Um, so the first one was Tyson and Fiona. Is that right? Or a sweetie mum. Such a sweetie mum. Sweetie mum. And Tyson's had a bit too much sweetie mum. <laughs> what do you 
<laughs> you know, like he's just been so adored his whole life. He's unintentionally obnoxious. He's so confident. It's crazy. Episode one, I was like, Tyson is sweet. Like Tyson is like amazing. Same. Eligible bachelor. Same. Episode two, I was like, Tyson <laughs> is cancelled. <laughs> he's so hellish. He gets obsessed with Shabby Shake. <laughs> oh my God. They have this. This show is so great because Tyson mansplains Shabby Chic <laughs> to someone from Littleton. Yeah. <laughs> for I don't know, like ten minutes. Yeah. And neither of them are right. And the mo- oh, the Moxie lady. Yeah. And the Moxie lady is like. No, is it the Moxie lady? No, I think it's the Birkenhead lady. Oh yeah, Birkenhead's Moxie. No, 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 no. The Littleton lady. I thought it was because because oh, there's one maybe. that looks like Lionel Skeggins. <laughs> like really. The one who looks like Lionel Skeggins. <laughs> That's the Littleton one. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Either well, way. Moxie chipped in and was like, well, I think you, you mean like French country house. And he's like, yeah, like Shabby Chic. <laughs> it's just like no. the weirdest conversation going back and forth about what Shabby Chic is and isn't. The great thing is I don't think <laughs> Shabby Chic existed before it became a trade me category. Oh, my God, true. And now everyone is just going off the random crap that people put into the Shabby Chic category. <laughs> It's a story, actually. Theory, theory. Um, but they have a shabby chic restaurant called Rustic Kitchen. It's not shabby chic. <laughs> it's, it's and it's rustic. not rustic. It's like um, it's just got like mismatched wooden boards, and then like some quite modern chairs. It's, look, it's not it's not a great interior, but Daniel hoed into it uh, no, from Cutty Cutty from livid. Central Park. Yeah. He was so angry that like his his beautifully quaffed emo hair. I don't care what Joe says. Almost got out of place. And then, so I'm like, man, you better bring it at your place. Next week we go to his place. It's almost identical. (laughs) Oh, it's true. Daniel said a lot of things, though. I think Daniel is like, I don't know what Daniel is, but he was telling lies. (laughs) He was telling BFA's lies. He was throwing his wife under the bus. Oh, my God. So badly. So badly. He was lying while throwing his wife under the bus. Like, they basically, so Daniel... Basically, the, there's the, the the chef is responsible for everything, and and the um, the front of house becomes the kind of sous chef, and 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 just just basically does as told, executes the <laughs> chef's amazing stuff. So there's like a terrine, which uh, <laughs> which Julia, 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 <laughs> sort of <laughs> doesn't execute well, doesn't fucking execute fucking well. Daniel swears he constantly. Swears He's basically so one long beep. And they go out and they face the judges. And Daniel just immediately says, yeah, Julia Julia screwed it up. That's Julia's job. Yeah, sorry. Julia I'm really sorry. She, she, Julia screwed it up. She fucking fucked it up. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> and Julia's, because Julia has got a real interesting personality herself. Like, she'll like be like whispering the worst <laughs> kind of conniving stuff in his ear. And he, then he'll sort of play act a kind of, oh, no, I think... I think it's quite nice. Yeah. And then they get into the kitchen and Daniel is just riding here. It's like amazing <laughs> character study. Really bizarre. I also was like, I don't know if Daniel knows that he's mic'd. Like he seems to think he can just act two different ways. Well, if, you, if you whisper, then they If don't you hear whisper, it. they don't hear it's, it. It's a secret. Exactly. But um, the first night I thought Tyson kind of turned it out. Like I was impressed. Yeah. But the... It wasn't as good. It was like good on paper, you know, fish and not chips and gnocchi and Yum. chocolate garden. 
which is apparently something I didn't know that was a classic thing. It's real funny the way that um, fa- Fascinage is just constantly nicking like, oh, I haven't had this since the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even yeah, born yeah. when this was fashionable. Like, I was when they made the first chocolate garden. And the, the, the other thing is that it's like such a trip back in time. Like it's after maths, again, it's like quite comforting because you're in regional New Zealand where there isn't mm. cancel culture and there isn't yeah. climate change. Or, <laughs> I think I think Bill Clinton's still president. <laughs> it's just like quite a different vibe. Yeah. And they eat real old shit like chicken roulette, like chicken wrapped in bacon. And it's all, well, it all looks real <laughs> yum. But you're not, you know that if you went out yeah. in, in Auckland, like yeah. that restaurant is cancelled <laughs> if they're still making that shit. And it's just cool because yeah. it, it kind of reminds you, it gets you out of your bubble, you know. Totally, totally. And the, the characters are, are just like, I also love that they um, fascinate visits before the competition starts and sits down with people who are just dining there. And you see these sweeties who go there every Friday because that's the one place. And I was just like, shit, this is better. This is a better way. I know. That's the way. I want to live in a small town. <laughs> I want to live James Griffin to... was right. <laughs> What's that? Gint? What's that town called? The fake town? Dent? Bump. I don't know what it's called. I think it's called Dent. It's got some bullshit name. So. Bump! <laughs> weld! Well, it is called Weld! Well, why not give it a proper name? Maybe that's what towns are called in Australia. Because that show was made for Australia. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> and it's just real cute because they're like. The the small town people, fuck, I'm so <laughs> terrible. I apologize. I cancel myself. But they're like, this is the best dessert I've ever had. And it's like just, it's all just very sweet. It, yeah. it just makes you feel like maybe things are going to be okay or at least they're still okay somewhere. Yeah, and you can always, le- like we could, le- you know, you can leave Auckland and there'll be nice things elsewhere. Yeah. Not, not I, I want to go to Rust. I when I was watching it in my head, Wailuru <laughs> was um, Waiuku, and I was like, oh, yeah. I could pop down to Rustic, <laughs> but I, I can't. I yeah. have to drive to Wellington. I have to Jamie Lee Rossett. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, I really, I just love it. It's so wholesome. There is a, there is a dark. I feel like Daniel's provided quite a dark street. Like, but that's what makes it watchable. Like, it's exactly yeah. the right amount of dark. Yeah. Is Daniel and Julia's fucked up relationship. The the Italian, I'm real into the Littleton. Um, Rob yeah. just loves Kaimoana. I really want to go to that Fisherman's Wharf in Littleton. It looks so good. Is that is that Littleton or is that Nelson? Or is that Littleton? Littleton? It's Littleton. I think it's, is it Littleton. I think I've got it all wrong. <laughs> I think I've got it all wrong. Uh, maybe it's Bump. Maybe Moxie. <laughs> uh, it's just a great show. It's, it's a really great two show. Two nights a week, Monday and Tuesday, 7.30pm, TV2. The Italian guy also said something really oh, funny about women. There is eight to eleven. Oh my god, what accent was that? He's like in the woman house. I've written it down. I've got the quote. Oh, you got it. I didn't quote it. Um, where is it? Uh, <laughs> with all due. <laughs> what am I doing? Okay, I'm just gonna do it normally. With all due respect to women, there is eight to eleven days when women don't want to deal with customers. Eight to eleven. Eight to eleven. Oh dear. <laughs> and he says it with a in a like I'm going in there yeah. kind of way. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, the Italians are really good as well. Just roasting the gnocchi. Oh. <laughs> no, they're not. They're boiling the gnocchi. Par boiling <laughs> it. Jesus, if you roast it, you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. And there was an apology posted on the 
Central Park, which is Daniel and Julia. Julia? Is this an apology? Well, no, it's not. It's just a words. It's just it's an, words. It's an, an angry, uh, don't believe all you see kind of. <laughs> to all TV viewers <laughs> for immediate release, please be aware that with the 16 kitchen hours, 14 table hours, 10 interview hours and 2.5 car hours that they've edited into one hour, that's just a sentence. 14 table hours. Surely. They're not, not sitting there for 14 hours. Because even though the dessert took about three days. <laughs> yeah, the creme brulee. kept throwing up the caramel. Oh, somehow Julia's fault as well. <laughs> um, we, ju- we met the people. It was very friendly. Please have an open mind. They've chosen what they want to be seen. Cla- classic, <laughs> classic editor. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they? Anyone that knows us knows we are not those people. We have a family. This is a business. We have received so much negativity over the past 12 hours and has shaken us up. So oh. these these reality stars just they need we should start doing that a sub editing service for reality stars who want to issue their own press releases because they miss out words yes well because they're they're rage typing also That's true. chill out Daniel I'm coming to your restaurant oh 100 percent and I'm going to order 17 terrains everything I'm just and they better be all made by Julia. <laughs> <laughs> okay I think we're a long 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 okay. way over time. It's the Community Notice Board. Chattatoo Peninsula. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how over time we are. You can't speak anymore. Chattatoo Peninsula page. Did anyone hear the salami warning today? I got the text, but didn't hear the siren. Collins Cranny. Collins Cranny. Collins Cranny, 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 Cranny. Collins Cranny. Collins actually been doing some great tweets about maths. He's loving it. He's watching every moment. We should get him on. Yeah. Should get him on. Um, watching hashtag MathsNZ and realised I'm addicted to drama. I'd be a great secret affair on hashtag MathsNZ. <laughs> if I was the groom, hashtag MathsNZ, there would be elephants. Princesses, drag queens, Matilda Rice, and my show reel. Hashtag actor. <laughs> He's, He's great. so good. He's just the greatest. He also got just a huge ice cream. One of the biggest <laughs> ice creams I've ever seen the other day from like, Giapo. Oh, real? You know Giapo That'd do be like a trillion crazy. dollars. Well, you can afford it. He was on a Lexus Adventure. I'm not saying he can't afford it, but I'm just saying... Cause you it could to, have been gratis, of course. True. Promotional. Uh... Yeah. Oh. Finish? Yeah. A rare crossover episode of Max Key Corner. Eat lit food. <laughs> Left one of the greatest Instagram comments I think I've ever seen. Yeah. On a photo, I don't. Do you know who this man is? Uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, I, I, he's he's like a famous DJ. Martin Garrix is like a. He's sort of in the what's the one that died? Ah, uh, Avicii. 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 I think he's in the sort of Avicii realm. So Max seemingly just bumped into him. Yeah, that's the vibe. Doesn't look like the. Yeah. I've got a photo like that with Max. Do you? Kind of. Yeah, in a way. So how, how um, <coughs> oh, just, just, just do it. Just say the thing. So he's posted a photo, 
whatever his face is, Martin. <laughs> Garrett. He's doing a little peace sign. They're quite close together, but it's like a close-up selfie of them, smiling, happy to happy to meet each other. Eat lit food comments. Max G. <laughs> Max G. You can't just face tune yourself and not your mate. <laughs> That's not boys. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Hall Instagram of Fame. Comment. Straight away. Max G. <laughs> <laughs> That's not boys. And then if you look at it, you're like... That's not boys. They're totally Max like, is like... Max is like... He's fresh born. Martin... I mean, because you really look. Martin's got... Well, he's been DJing all night, of course. Yeah, he's got like... He's bagged up. Like He, <laughs> he has got a lot going on under there. Because he's young, but he's seen some things. He's seen some stuff. And Max could very easily have done him the favour. Max has widened his own teeth. We know that for sure. He's smoothed his skin, I think. And he's... We cannot be sure what Max Key's real eye colour is. We you just know? can't. Because there's a different cr- colour and it's, everything. It's just so cool that Eat Live Food did that. Yeah. Shout out. That's the end of the podcast. We got there. How, this is a real long... long how, how long are we there? How, how long are we at, Tina? Oh, I don't even want to know. One hour and 12 minutes. Hey, that's all right. Yeah, that's uh, done it's worse. under one twenty. But no, definitely done better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, God, yeah. Also huge call. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with Jane Yee and more chat. <laughs> oh no! Oh, how do you end these? <laughs> Thanks, Tina. Thank you, Nando. You're the greatest. Thank you, Cornies. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> no. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.